to another episode of Bobcast. With you as always is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Tonight's guest I, I met first digitally in the lawnmower world of, you know, computer graphics and just Facebook memes and blue and gray banners of bands, all seemingly to do the, the, the main thing, the main goal to make it on this social media network where it's like a I don't even know. It's like a chopping block, if you will. Some people stand tall. Some people, you know, they stand proud. Some people front bands. Some people play guitar. This band uh, that we're going to talk about tonight, uh, I've seen seen countless advertisements. They do a real fine job of getting the word out. And some bands, you know, you're guilty of that. When you tell me on Friday you got a gig tonight, can't go. But this band tonight, totally stoked. I found out he also does some booking like myself. He seems like he's a seasoned musician. Uh, we just start chatting right away. And I was like, look, you got to stop. We got to start this podcast immediately because when two musicians come together, it produces great results. With that being said, please welcome Kevin McCall. Thank you for show. having me. Two Irish musicians. Two Irishmen yes. here tonight for the fancy. You know, uh, we were talking about like bad gigs and like... Uh, when you're in the middle of a bad gig and the thing about like a bad gig too this could be a multitude of different reasons but sometimes it's just this one little thing right that yeah. sticks out and you can't not think about yeah. it right the when you're in the middle of that bad gig and then you just constantly can't stop making yeah more mistakes Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. yeah. Just, so it's like the mistake monster. The mistake right. monster kicks in. Just keeps going and mistake going. Mistake monster is like, look, you're in trouble. You're in big, big trouble. Um, you're going to be making mistakes all night. I remember one time, like, I played like a one, four, five, like it was a one, two, three, four. Like, I had no structure for this song. It was so bad. And uh, I remember that more than anything. Like, you could, my best gig, you know, I, yeah, I remember some parts of it, but all the bad gigs. I remember, and yeah. I start to like them more than I do the good gigs yeah. sometimes. And then at that point, you just commit, just yeah, just blow the whole set at that point. You know? Oh my god, just bomb! <laughs> uh, I was saying last week, yeah, I played one set where my bass just dropped out completely, and I just faked it. I had to. Yeah, you know, you ever fake it? All the time, I'm faking it right I know, now, right? <laughs> Is it the best when you fake yeah. it? <laughs> so Andorra's playing this weekend at uh, Bourbon and Branch, right? Yes. So correct. this band Andorra, which by the way was my favorite shopping center back in the day, because I used to love to go to that uh, movie theater. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, we do. That was like my childhood. Yeah. Like in a nutshell, and uh, I really miss it. There was uh, a lot of times when I was in like middle school mm -hmm. into grade school into high school where I would just go there with friends and um, the type of people that live in that neighborhood are the type of people that just stay there for the rest of their lives. Yeah, yeah, we're here forever. We ain't leaving. Right, exactly. So, uh, you know, they they have offspring and then they're also just as, you know, monstrous as their parents. So, um, you know, we would just like smoke and like hang out and drink mm -hmm. and like, you know, have first girlfriends there and stuff like that so that's yeah, like the the idea of andorra sort of became like this f 
sense of freedom. So are you telling me right now on the Bobcast that you named your band because of that? Because of its location? Well, that's the deeper meaning, but essentially it was it was like, oh, that's a cool sounding word. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah that, that's, so that's what I was thinking from. today. I was like, my first question is, is it because of the movie theater? Because if it is, now you've got yourself a lifelong fan. Yeah, there we go. All right. I love this it movie is. theater. I don't even know what it was called. The Andorra movie theater? I don't think it's there anymore. Oh, it's gone. Yeah. It's been gone for almost yeah. maybe 20 years, but um, now in its place is in LA Fitness. But this movie theater, man, in Andorra, I used to go, I remember I saw... Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, opening oh, night, okay, with my dad. And my dad, we were in the middle of the road. Of, this is before, like, you could, you know, reserve your seat and shit. Maybe, yeah. You know, and now movies is a very relaxing experience. But this particular night, um, somebody was throwing, like, Skittles, okay? Nice. And the Skittles hit my dad in the back oh. of the fucking head, right? And he got up and he was like, next motherfucker that throws a Skittle, I'm coming to get your ass. <laughs> and the whole movie theater got so quiet. And then, like, on screen is Jim Carrey. And I do believe the scene that was happening was one of my favorites is when he gets into the boat and he's using the, the little uh, electric fan, you know, pocket fan, and he's using it to just go, like, five feet to grab the ladder. Yeah. yeah I love that shit, dude. But, um, yeah, that, so that's a good story for the band that I like to I, – sometimes I like to dissect the band name and find out really what it means and then really what it means to the songwriter. So, I mean, like, as far as, like, songwriting um, – when what's the, what's your first song called first one you ever wrote oh wow um it true, was true true one yeah don't, true don't. song probably this song called remember when when i wrote in grade school about um my grade school crush at the time something like that is it in your repertoire still no um, it should I, be. It, you should bring i was it right tormented all throughout grade school <laughs> Because I sang in like a falsetto and it like you know i knew nothing about recording so mm-hmm. um and I was really into John Frusciante at the time and his like really high falsetto. So I was like, I can do that. And I can't do it anymore, obviously, because of the, the graveliness of my voice. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that was the first song. I uh, I was very fortunate to meet John. Nice. Uh, in Los Angeles in 2004, I met him at a rehearsal spot where a band that I was working with was rehearsing at the same time. I left... Um, the spot for I was filming them for a documentary, so I left to go outside. At the time I smoked cigarettes, went outside. I was checking out these cars. I'm like, whose fucking cars are these, man? And I come back through this like little alley. The place was called the alley in the the valley. And uh, there's two little guys that are like next to the door, and they're jamming out to the band I'm working for, who are my mates, you know. And it's I walk closer, and I'm like, oh my god, it's Flea and John Frusciante. Oh, wow. And John just rejoined the band, dude. And I said to him, I was like, hey, man, I'm really happy you rejoined. And he was like, he gave me this like deep stare, like acid blotter look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Thanks, man. <laughs> and like we were off to the cosmos. And really, <laughs> Flea asked me if I managed them. And I'm like 22, 23 yeah. years old. I was like, I, you know, I said, yeah, but <laughs> to see if he believed me, but I was filming them. But they were rocking out. And uh, I remember hearing Red Hot Chili Peppers rehearsing what would become stadium arcadium tunes and cool. i was a huge chili peppers fan yeah. my whole life yeah. so it was like Same. a dream come true that's awesome so like writing songs you know when you were in grade school so you were in, you're doing falsetto in the choir and stuff like that right yeah but you also play guitar so like what's the moment where you're like mccall to the guitar like your call to the <laughs> <laughs> my last name to the guitar. yeah yeah uh, everything should be a mccall yeah well you know that was like a uh I knew I wanted to sing in a band. I knew I wanted to front a band. And um, I was pretty torn between being the the lead singer that uh, was, you know, 
in the vein of Red Hot Chili Peppers or mm -hmm. in the vein of the Foo Fighters. So that's kind of like, you know, at the time, like my two favorites. So uh, I was, you know, playing guitar and had a bunch of guitars. So I was like, well, I can't let any of these go to waste. So um, I picked up the guitar, started singing a little bit more and learned how to do that because that's, you know, a thing in its own. So um, and then standing up doing it as a thing of its own, too. Yeah, isn't that so, weird? No. Yeah, we should talk about that. Okay, so I remember I went to see Ben Harper once, right? And this is when the internet wasn't really, you know, kicking kids. And uh, I never knew that he sat down the whole time. Yeah. And he sat on this high perch, you know? And I remember thinking, like, dude, I, pay I paid money for this? I pay it should be half the price. He's sitting down. But regardless, <laughs> right, sure. he's still a fantastic musician. But I don't know what it is about sitting down that you can't go to standing up easily. It's a whole different thing right. when you're singing. Different ball of the game. Yeah. People don't talk about this enough. We should talk about our feelings <laughs> as musicians. But um, yeah, it's a weird thing. For me, it was from playing the bass to playing a keyboard just because my arms are going now a different way. Yeah. It's weird stuff, right? Yeah, different. I always applaud somebody as a you know musician because it separates us from the animals. We have the ability to create song which I think has a deeper meaning in itself because it really makes people emotional. You know what I mean? Yeah. It elicits feelings that you can't get elsewhere. So I think it's cool when um, any band is like trying to hit it. I love working with bands. Um, I mean, I, I think that when a, like a common collective of people get together and they make something special, it's got, it's got something to be said about it, you know? Sure. When did Andorra start? 2010. Nice. Yes. What was the first gig? Uh, Whip Paint Tavern nice. in uh, Bluebell. I could have been there. You might have been. What night was it? Uh, Thursday night. Uh, no, I would go there on Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah. Uh, we we Wait, were hitting no. their open mics there. What was they doing? I, was I don't know. I was working. At, I could have been. I think I might have seen you, though. And you look very familiar. Yeah. Um, it could have been there. I used to love going to Whip Paint Tavern. We don't go much anymore because my son's four and there's no such thing as going out to eat. When you got a four-year-old, it's just basically, you know, <laughs> living like one bomb diffuse at a time. But hey, <laughs> I'm not complaining. I like that place. Um, when was the first time uh, you played on like a stage stage? Um, I don't know, you know. Uh, it's weird too, like yeah. talking about standing standing down then sitting yeah. up. Like, I, I know that the before time. the stage though, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, and people who are not musicians, let's talk about this. This is the, this is the thing that's hard for people to get is when you make mistakes, nine times out of ten, it's always going to be the sound on stage, like your monitors. Like you can't hear somebody else in right. the band. Yeah. As a lead singer, do you do in-ears? Do you do monitors? No. Uh, I kind of have the approach to everything just kind of like, you know, pivot you know like yeah. <laughs> uh, you know we're, we're ross bringing a, a chair up the stairs in, in mm -hmm. a small new york apartment um whatever works whatever gets me through the gig uh whatever i have to do if it's spinning hawking loogies or mm -hmm. shoving my finger in my ear you know whatever <laughs> rock and roll man rock and roll also comes with the um the grouping of musician with sound guy or sound woman. It is 2020, right? Yeah. You ever come across a bad sound guy and you want to tell me a oh, story? Funny, I'm I'm a bad sound guy. <laughs> tell me, either, <laughs> tell me either your most personal like, bad sound guy story or tell me I about got a, good one. a good musician. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we were playing Doylestown 
and uh it was the siren records when they used to do shows over there Mm -hmm. and uh the sound guy just wasn't there for the first band and i was essentially doing sound and setting up you know pa speakers all that and uh he comes in like halfway through the start of our set and then he's like asking us questions while we're playing and we're like dude like we're we're in it now like whatever it is what it is yeah. um and then we kind of just him and i get into a screaming match a little bit so not my proudest moment but it was like dude i don't want anything on my voice now like it's it's we're in it so i like that lost. statement we're in it <laughs> sound guys so, i mean like last week i was talking about sound guys i can't get enough of it i mean i've had some good ones and i've had some bad ones and the bad ones i'll never forget you know, yeah. You said I, New York. You guys play Arlene's Grocery at all? You're been that uh, venue? Yes, I've been. That's a cool spot. Yeah, um, that's where I encountered my worst sound guy ever. Okay. He was just brutal, man. He t- he w- he referred to us as, uh, what do you say to you guys? You guys got five minutes. You guys are uh. too loud. You guys and like he kept saying that, and then like when it t- came time for our performance, there just was no sound on stage. And afterwards, I was like, hey, bro, all that, you know, you guys stuff, you know, like you uh, guys. So what was that for? Because the sound sounded like shit, buddy. <laughs> and he just gave me this look like, oh, whatever. I can't wait to go smoke a cigarette yeah. and do some meth out back because nobody wanted to be in my band. <laughs> you called me on up, upswing tonight, man. But yeah, I, I, um, that's one part of the, the the job I don't like. No. They're like, hey, can you be here at four? Okay. We need to sound check microphones to make sure yeah. they work six hours into the future. Yeah. That's that, that the early load in does is, is oh, always come on. The Who worst. likes the early yeah. load? Not one person. Yeah. I I know this might not sound great, but I've been the guy that just like that walks in the doors just because that I can't uh, I'm not too old, but I can't I can't be there for that. Well, you know, and you have a kid, so like, if you have a gig, you know, you're oh, not dude, I'm in and out, dude. Yeah, I'm like, you know, Clark Kent, Superman in the telephone yeah. booth, man. I gotta get out of there. I, for me, there's nothing worse when you play a gig, and uh, to be quite honest, you sweat, and then afterwards you gotta hang. Nah, oh, I need the, the shower. Okay, that's when I knew I was getting older. Is <laughs> when I was like, I can't hang no yeah. more, dude. I'm the sweaty mess. And then I met other musicians who were like, oh, well, I really don't really sweat much on stage. And I was just like, huh? That's disgusting. That's not. Like, what are you talking that's about? That's not possible. What are you doing? So I've, I've met them. I'm associated with some of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very strange thing, man. And somebody just doesn't get into it, you know? Yeah. Do you like long sets or short sets? Oh, long sets. I'm like, not, not the jam band, not in the, the jam band extent, but. Uh, 15, 20 songs is long to you? Um. No, I mean, minus the extended solos, but like, yeah, let me play, you know, Andor has been around for a long time. So we have almost a decade, right? Yeah, we have three albums worth of material. So uh, for me personally, anytime I can be on stage to play as deep into the quote unquote catalog Mm -hmm. um, is is fun, you know? It is good when you can pull. I like playing long sets too, but what I don't like doing is um, like real long sets. Like my one band I was in, we would do like, 25 30 songs in a set then take a break then come back and like i do like both i like when you can play along but i also do like when you play like an eight song set yep. and like you know the sound guy is rushing you and then you just hit it so hard and they're like ah it's such a weird thing right the turnover time yeah 
15 minute changeovers. I'm gonna have to have you guys come play at Top of the World. Yeah, uh, yeah. the whole the Whole Foods thing I do. We'd love I to. I think you guys would be great at that. Um, being in a band, um, do you guys still have the same original lineup as 10 years ago? No. So 10 years ago, you know, we were in oh my gosh, I guess grade school, and uh, it sort of became like a revolving door of different musicians coming and helping us out and gigging and just we're good hangs we're good buddies and then mm-hmm. uh you know recently we fell into this um very permanent lineup of myself jordan on drums dante on guitar and michael on bass and vocals so that's that's the lineup now we nice. we, we won't gig without each other um just because that's what makes andorra andorra now so the shopping center the pizza place too. Did you ever go to that pizza place? I, I, no, I was in um that Applebee's the most. Oh I think. man, the Applebee's. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I remember. Um, yeah, that's what it was. I saw Superman three there at the Andorra <laughs> Shopping Center, nice. and then I went into the Free Library, which still has the same font kicking. Yeah, that's one of the treasured landmarks that is yeah. still the same as. I like the the black and white font of the Andorra. Oh uh, yeah, too. That's that's classic. I'm me. a huge font guy. My coworker pointed it out. Yeah, and he's like, man, you got a thing with font, and like he said it kind of like you know, to like you know test me or you know what I mean, like try to you know. <laughs> yeah, I do. And I was just like, you know what, bro, I do got a thing with yeah. font. Here's the fonts <laughs> I would like working with right now. I like American Captain. Okay. Uh, I like doing like a little 3D blend on that, and then that's about it. There's one that's uh, named Foo something, not Foo Fighters, but Foo... Foo Manchu. Foo Manchu. I could never grow one properly. No. <laughs> I always wanted to, you know? Yeah. I mean, just for one occasion, you know? I used to think when I was younger, there was a way to get, like, the Bart Simpson, like, uh, you oh, know... Like, well, your hair is, like, your head. No, <laughs> like, don't you remember he bought the potion from somewhere, and then, he, like, put that shit on his face, and he's like... Woke up and had like a fucking full beard, and he's like, "It worked." No, I, you know what episode I saw recently? The episode where they're drinking like the the love potions, and, the, oh, and yeah. all the yeah. husbands and wives are making love. Where are they at right now? The Simpsons are on uh, Disney. That's right. Yeah, Disney, yeah, right? Disney Plus. But I was gonna say that they're on their thirtieth season. On I heard it may come in, but I hear that a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know? I heard the thirty second season might be it, and there's a how many? What, the thirty second? It would be. Yeah, it would it. Apparently, it would end on the 32nd season, and then uh, there's an additional Simpsons movie in the works. Yeah. Um, I hope it keeps going for. It should keep going forever. Forever. You know? Yeah. You got Disney Plus? I do. What do you think of it? I only watched The Simpsons on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I nailed, uh, I nailed it on the head. <laughs> Disney Plus uh, is great. I mean, uh, it made me a Star Wars fan. I never Did really it? cared for Star Wars, yeah. and then I jumped on board with the Mandalorian. I was like, you know what? I'm down. Yeah. The and- the problem I have always had with Star Wars is that I enjoyed Star Wars casually, and <laughs> nobody else could. <laughs> and everyone else took it too. This is okay. So these <laughs> are the guys who enjoy Star yeah. Wars, right? casually yeah and i and just you couldn't do that it was either all in or nothing and <laughs> and i was like look f- yeah fuck yeah. it yeah I'll, I'll give up the the rights to like star wars for you to tell me uh who killed who with what weapon on yeah, what planet i was always on the fence of stuff and like i could never like join in conversations with friends and i was like man i'm left out this isn't 
these movies just didn't do it for me. But then I saw The Mandalorian and I kind of got it. Yeah. Just kind of dumb it down. Like the best type of stories are the ones where you don't necessarily need dialogue. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Apocalypto before no. Mel Gibson became a bastardized version of America. No. He made this film where it is in an ancient language. And like, even if you just turn off the subtitles, which I did the other night when I was all blazed up and I was like, yeah, I got to watch this and see if I can, you know, can pick it all up. Yeah. I love that stuff, man. Cause that's the language universal. Yeah. Not true of songs though. Uh, it's always cool. If you hear another language, uh, sing someone's music. Like, uh, you know, Freddie, when he went over to uh, Japan with his band Queen or like I've seen stuff of other bands, but I always wanted that as a goal to be sung in another language. Yeah. Then, you know, you've crossed over. Yeah. to You know, I like the uh, the random reviews certain bands sometimes get that are in oh, different yeah. languages. That's always like, oh, you well, you, you made it across the pond and you, know, you made it across you. the pond, yes. Mike. Good for you. Um, it's all in French. I can't read a single word, but it's great. French. Let me think what I could say. Yeah. Uh... Jimmy Pair, the Bobcast. That's all I remember from seventh grade French. I uh, there's a song off the first Andor record called Wired, and for whatever reason, I'm like, it'd be cool to rhyme this next line in French to like an English phrase or something, and I, it, it it's like j'ai Sabian ADK Parjour. And I have no idea what that fucking means. Does I just Murray say that exact <laughs> line in Ghostbusters too. Can you say that again? <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not I'm not oh, that's man. that song's uh We might have just hit on something. Yeah. There. Uh do you like Bill Murray? Uh yes. Can I be an occasional fan of Bill Murray too, or is yeah, that is that another yeah. all in? Okay. I don't think what are, well, I mean like as far as all in stuff, what are you all in on? Uh, you wouldn't associate the word casual. Seinfeld, Larry David, anything. Okay, anything so you like just uh, have you got a chance to check out the new uh, season premiere? Yes, Kirk? I did. Happy I New have, Year. I haven't got a chance to watch oh, it yet because, no. of, because of a kid. So when you have a kid, no Larry David right away. <laughs> it's not going to happen. That sucks. That's horrible. I am watching uh, The Outsider. Okay, HBO. Mm-hmm. We had a free preview this week, and I was like, thank you. Nice. It's like they're you know feeding you the drug. I'd like but to yeah, thank my Seinfeld, buddy. Seinfeld, though, to me, though, okay, so here's my, I, we could talk about Seinfeld for, you know, a long duration, because oh, sure. I, too, love that show so much. I loved it in three lights. One, as, like, a teenager, like, I was, like, 14, I think, when it went off the air, and then I didn't really get much of the innuendo, and then when I was, like, 19, I started seeing it on TV, and I was like, ah. Yeah, and then it. later in life, it became, like, an obsession where I yeah. just wanted to go through everything, and after devouring all the episodes all the seasons i can pinpoint that i mean i really love the episode (laughs) where george takes over the parking responsibilities and he has to move cars for tenants back and forth and it coincides with the frogger and it also coincides with um uh this one part where i believe that uh george says these pretzels are making me thirsty yes because he's doing like this act or something it's just so brilliant yeah. the writing and uh i really just love larry david um everything he does is great yeah larry david's the best at like making just like showing you something early on in the episode that you think is funny mm-hmm. and then like later on it just all ties together like, Bring oh back, you did yeah. that for yeah. a specific reason that's 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 genius i i, I can't think anything through yeah. that that farther down the road it's awesome He's so good at that when he wraps it all around yeah. and all the different characters that come out. I really love the season where, you know, Seinfeld got the, you know, the meta 
season and stuff like that and like you know like the the dialogue that was going on between Richards and like what he had done and what he was very sorry you know sorrowful for doing at the comedy club it was just great I think that Larry and Jerry they you know they're smart guys as smart as you can get with like comedy and uh I wished it, it didn't go off the air but you know I get it now I get the ending more than ever you yeah. know what I mean like back then you were like what yeah, now? Why now? Is the best show on I mean, after, like, a, you know, two decades since of all these different endings being oblique or, like, you know, cut to, do- you know, black yeah, title cards. Sopranos, stuff. yeah. Yeah, Sopranos is uh, the biggest one of all. It did get most of every... Like, I remember being like, fuck Comcast <laughs> for, like, a minute, you know? Yeah. Like, but now we're, I guess, accustomed to that. It's interesting. Seinfeld was probably, like, the first, like, what? that ending you know yeah you're in court but um i wanted to go see jerry recently he was doing stand-up but dude i couldn't before the prices so i don't expensive. really think he's funny as a stand-up comedian though. do you enjoy stand-up comedy i do but to me uh, mm-hmm. i don't you know dave Chappelle's the best stand-up comedian yeah, I, I think he's I've brilliant seen. how he can keep changing his hour into yeah. so many different seasons yeah. you know and uh his delivery is the best because it's just so familiar because of his show yes do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like his show is like, how do I put it? His show is like the invitation, and then you get him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and the fact that he like quit it at the height, I think that's probably why. Because if it went on for six, seven years, and he kept doing the same characters, it would become something, perhaps like in Living Color, which is casually recognized, not really, right. yeah, recognized by pop culture as yeah. being like phenomenal. I recently been watching some of them. Are you familiar with Living Color? I am, yeah. Yeah. Fire Marshal Bill. I made the mistake of showing my son a little bit of that. <laughs> he loved Bill, but that stuff back in the day, no wonder we're all messed up, my generation. So you're playing uh, Bourbon Branch with a couple bands. Jamie yeah, the Guarded yeah. Heart. Who else is on the bill? Jamie the Guarded Heart, uh, Heartline, and St. Brendan. That's a cool name. Yeah. You like St. Vincent? Um, occasionally. <laughs> occasionally. I like occasionally. it. Occasionally and casually. Yes. Um, I want to listen to uh, some of your music, so I'm going to let you be the DJ right now and tell me what track you want to yeah. listen to. Yeah, let's, uh, let's check out Family Tree off of Family Tree. Baby shoes you never Mother stopped feeling her You spend 
Mr. McCall, I really, you know, enjoy meeting another Irishman. Yes. You know? Do you celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Occasionally. <laughs> do you drink? I do, yes. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, what's your, what's your go-to choice uh, beverage? Yes. Like a car bomb and, and uh, Guinness. I know, man. I was just thinking about a Guinness the other night. I was like, it's getting cold. I need a Guinness. Yeah. I also got my, like, Gone Baby Gone Adidas. Uh, nice. Uh, I remember uh, when Korn's album came out and the legend began all day. I dream about sex. And like everybody in high school was like, this is like the, you know, the Illuminati. Like the Adidas <laughs> we thought was the Illuminati. Yeah. Where did you go to school at? I went to uh, Wizzick in high school. Did you go to college? Yes, I went to University of the Arts. Oh, you did. Where'd you get a degree in? Um, the program's called Embet, but it's like a music industry uh, program. So uh, I have a bachelor's of science uh, through, you know, rock and roll, basically. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you record? Are you a producer? Yeah, so, so there's two sides to the program. I, I kind of fell more in line with, like, the business of it all. But um, there was uh, tech-related courses that we could take. I don't personally find myself to be like the the best like recording engineer so mm-hmm. i'm happy to pay somebody to do it for me but um live sound is something that i've been taking up a lot lately live sounds tough man yeah you know i did the other You're day sa- uh jamie was on uh the queue yeah i saw a photograph yeah was that nerve-wracking or was the sound good uh, so i was the sound guy they they were like yeah we don't have anybody in house can you bring somebody so jamie asked me and i was like uh, okay i'll try it out and uh I mean, I do sound in like the grape room, yeah. a couple of different other clubs. But I love it... Scooter in the grape room. By oh the way. yeah, he's, Scooter's he's... like the best boss to have. Yeah, he's my boss. He's a good dude. Yeah. Scoot, what up? I know you'll never listen to this, but I love <laughs> you, bro. I do. Oh, uh, I really do. Sorry, Scoot. I just had to get it out. Scoot he's the man. But, um, yeah, the, I was gonna say so was, was it nerve wracking? Yeah, there was, was a different uh, mix for the stream and for like the, in the room because there was also like. A live audience there mm-hmm. so i had to do you know double duty mixing oh, I and i haven't been able to listen to it yet what was the dbs at for the recording 
Ooh, I don't know. I it was like not even visible to me. It was it, it was just headphones on, and mm-hmm. it was downstairs in another room, and I it was I had no idea. So we'll I see. do I do love the recording process. I do um, I do uh, like audio for uh, you know oldies dot com over there. Yeah, oldies dot com nostalgia warehouse at its best. <laughs> yeah, I work over there and. Um, I score like old movies, like I'll strip uh, the soundtrack cool. and then sometimes add music or do like, you know, loops or, you know, guitar. And uh, it's so much fun, dude. It's like a dream job. I love being able to work with audio. I use Audition right now. Nice. Adobe, hook me up. You never will. You spark. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love uh, how much you can do with it, but I do miss tape, I guess, but... I don't want to be one of those old guys that talks about the past. Yeah. You know? Real to real, though, I did record with once, and I got to be honest, that was the best. That's awesome. Never it's, I haven't it, been able to it, do that yet. Nobody has that shit no more, I don't yeah. think. And it was, it was great. Um, Where was the Q at? Was that CBS? Fox 29. Wow. And so that was live to their feed on TV? Uh, No, they uh, pre-tape it and then air it an hour later. But I doubt that they do much editing to it. You know, it's kind mm-hmm. of what it is. What it is. Put it up. What kind of like board did they have there? Digital. Yeah, it was like a. I mean, it had like analog functionality to it, but it, it was digital. I, I I didn't get a chance to look at the the brand or, or anything because it was basically just like set up. Here you go. You're ready. All right. Yeah. We're gonna go. So did they make you sign any waivers since you were operating on their equipment. Look at me being no, intrusive. <laughs> no, no, no. I, you know what? I, I didn't sign anything. Uh, I did see Morgan and Jamie signing something. But... Oh, but you didn't. But you were, see, shame on the queue. Yeah. You shouldn't. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I, I've been you know, to sign like uh, documents before, like for DJing a wedding at a venue. Yeah. Like, we need to make sure. Yeah. Was a uh, certificate of insurance, all that God, stuff. Nobody wants to have a good time no, no. more, dude. What's up with that? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Somebody asked me if my name got added to the credits for like just like sound or whatever, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, dude, I have no idea. That that would have been kind of cool, though." But, Somebody uh, should have gave him a McCall. <laughs> <laughs> um, doing the like a live performance like that where it's so important. So like <laughs> having bad sound, right? Is it's the worst thing in the world, and. When speakers are set up, in your opinion, does the speakers need to be in front or in back of the microphone? Um, I guess it, it depends on a couple things. Because uh, if, you know, you have a speaker behind microphones and the mic is, you know, pointed directly at it, there's there's always room for, you know, feedback and more chaos. So, I mean, I I don't know. It, it, it depends on your staging. It depends on the room. Uh, you answered correctly. Yeah. You just won <laughs> a guest oh. pass to <laughs> oldies.com, a nostalgia warehouse built for you. <laughs> so the gig is at Bourbon and Branch, and uh, tickets are still available, right? Yeah. It's on, um, who you guys use, Ticket Leap? <laughs> I think that's uh, Eventbrite for this one. Is Ticket Leap a real thing? Uh, I, yeah, I thought you just made that up right there. <laughs> if it's not it should be right um let's let's listen to another track since this gig's coming up this will be out this week give me another one yeah spin. let's uh let's hear sandpoint idaho
Idaho. Tell me a little bit about that song. Um, so our guitar player, uh, do you know the band Pigeons Playing Ping Pong? I should. I love that name. Yeah. it's uh, They're like a jam band um, funk of the funk variety. Ooh. That's all good. You could answer it if you want. No, it was my alarm. Oh, okay. So I was taking a nap the other day, I guess. Nice. So you took a nap and you woke up at 7 p.m. It's a good time to restart <laughs> yeah. your day. Yeah. I love naps, dude. If I can get to one, I love that restart to the yeah. day. What were you talking about? Um... Oh, so my guitar player is like the the main monitors front of house guy for uh, this band travels with them. Mm-hmm. Their national touring act, uh, so he's been all over the world. And um, basically, we have to schedule everything around him for when mm-hmm. he's home. And um, but this one instance, uh, they forgot him in like a drunken haze in Sandpoint, Idaho. And left for Seattle, Washington. And he was like, what? Where am I? Maybe they messed up. So uh, it's just this story of like just regret, basically mm-hmm. waking up and being like, yeah, I don't know where I am. And um, yeah, that's that's what, that's, that's what that one's about. That's the worst when that happens, man. Yep. I remember one time I slept in a rest area after a concert, woke up, and something had bit me in the head. It was an Allman Brothers concert, and you made me think of that. Yeah. I drove all the way to, I think, West Virginia to see the Allman Brothers to get bit in the head by a bug. Did that make you collapse or, like, pass out? No, I just okay. felt gross on the way home, you know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember their concert was a really long set. See how, like, the rap things around, you know? Yeah. Long sets? Yeah. It was a really long set, like a three-and-a-half-hour set. I also saw, you mentioned the Foo Fighters. I saw Dave when he was in his wheelchair. I like, saw that too. Know, it was like a three and a half hour yeah. show, you know? They started so early. Yeah. But you know, half of that's Tim talking. I know. I know. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, he does t- chat a, a yeah. bunch. He's got um, the 25th anniversary coming up, and uh, I'm a huge Nirvana fan. I would love to see him. I know they did like a concert a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, you mentioned St. Vincent. She was at the, uh, yeah, uh, it was like a Nirvana. She kills it. Beck, uh, Beck. Beck nails the guitar solo of In Bloom. Yeah. He's got the tone and everything, you yeah. know? But yeah, I would I would love to see them. That would be like the one. But um, so you're also going to be on Live at 5, 104.5 yes. this Friday? Correct. Have you done that before? Yeah, this, I don't know how many we've done. We've done a, quite a bit. Um, Do they allow you guys to play your full drum set? No. Um, still? Yeah, okay. still. That's yeah. uh, unplugged. MTV unplugged <laughs> style. Um, Can you get away with just a kick, a snare, and a hi-hat? F- for a while, yes. But uh, sometimes uh, I-, I get to book a few of those. And um, recently I've, I've seen like, um, you know, no full drum kits or, or don't even take this gig if you're going to bring a full kit. So... Like that it's language is pretty it's scary. Because of the neighbors, then, right? <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's mm. they say. Because what they can't focus on their computers sitting in their chairs at five o'clock on Friday. Seriously, for real, yeah. shame on you people who will never listen to this podcast. But live at five lasts like ten minutes. You yeah. play one original and, and one cover, and that's the scariest part of it all. That's ten minutes, and your yeah. mind's going to explode. You know why your mind's exploding? Is because you hate your job. You hate your job that much that when other people are yeah. having a good time. You want to take away. You want to take out the creamer and you want to take out the sugar and you want to just leave them with no taste. That's it. I mean, I, I think that that gig I have played um, 
in two different bands and both times it was a great experience because that adrenaline of going on live at five yeah. love that man well that you know that's what i was kind of getting to that i i i don't know if you know hopefully if we ever got to the snl level uh that would maybe that that adrenaline would mm-hmm. go away but this is just it's ridiculous the countdown and then the yeah you know yeah five four yeah. um the thing that i loved the most the last time was they told me not to bring my bass amp but they did have this avalon uh preamp you know yeah. what i'm talking about yeah they oh. don't watch that but yes yeah dude when they plugged it in i was like oh this is gonna be so good the last time i was on uh, the air we did one original but we did the cover and the cover was um oh christ i'm gonna forget the name now here on the air oldies.com uh what's the name of the song don't don't do 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 fuck man i wish i had my guitar i can't remember now it's like one of the most craziest bass lines and uh i flubbed are you this. doing some uh, space hog over? yes that's it what's the name of that song um, you know what i'm talking about yes i do so that bass line in particular yes um i remember <laughs> it's got this weird you know picking motion to it and the second because of the countdown, you know, you know, your your nerves are shot, you know, and like <laughs> I flubbed the first note, in, at least in my mind, right? I flubbed the first note, like or kind of like let off the the twelfth string and then hit the E string, but it, I just didn't like it, and uh, I I regained myself pretty quickly. But I mean, and then I listened back, I was like, nobody would hear that, but I remember that too as being like one of the best moments ever. <laughs> being like I'm alive and I'm messing up on the air, <laughs> right? Yeah, and then. My voice cracked one time on that, and I was just like, oh, oh, yeah. that's, did, you, did you kill yourself? Horrible. Yeah, yeah like, I died. I was the, there. So, yeah, so it's really crazy to think, also, we'll tie something together here. The monkeys, the animals, they also, do you think that the, the animals like have self-loathing for themselves as much as creative people do? Hmm. Do you think like a, a monkey looks at another monkey who is very creative and is just like, ah, I hate him. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? No, because then they just like shit right next to where they eat. So yeah, it's like. Man. So, I mean, like it is weird that one of the conditions. Why did being... I do that? Oh, yeah. Why did I do that? <laughs> one of the conditions of being human is that, you know, there is an element of self-loathing or self-deprecation or something. You know what I mean? Like, as I'll musician. probably regret this interview when I go home and be like, ah, oh, no, I, I sounded like an idiot. No, 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 no. So I mean, that, yeah, so that in itself is something like if somebody feels that way, but really I think the true mastery of it is letting it go. Humility. Yeah. Like I make an ass of myself here weekly sometimes. And you know what? It's okay. You're in the safe zone here yeah. on the Bobcast. Oldies.com. <laughs> But no, I do love that gig, man. And I also, dude, I still, I mean, I tend to fall asleep during TV shows now, but one thing I try to do every goddamn weekend is stay up for when it's new for Saturday Night Live. I still get the same feeling when it comes on at 1130. I'm just like, yes, dude. I don't care if it gets suck or like whatever, you know, I like watching the bands and I like watching the, yeah. the performance. Live TV is just the best, dude. I mean, SNL is probably the dream. I heard of the sound there on that stage is amazing. I uh I got to tour it, the the oh, venue been? once. Yeah, they have you? Like the, no, I would love to. Yeah, um, it it's way smaller than they make it appear. Yeah, on, I've on, seen on some a... set photos. Yeah, yeah, it's tiny and like small. the sets double on the actual music stage. It's so small, but they really make the most out of it. Um, that's cool. Did you see a live show or just the tour? No, nah, we just got to go on a tour. Uh, it was mm-hmm. uh, really privileged, I guess, 
uh, I think it was a high school event. We just, mm-hmm. you know, got to go and I bought a Saturday Night Live t-shirt live from New York. That's and, awesome. You know, it's cool. Good time. I went to uh, New York when I was a kid and we I stood outside of uh, Late Night with David Letterman at Sullivan Theater. And I was like, yeah. But I never went in. <laughs> I never did. But uh, I think that that is great too. That when I was growing up, I always thought it was so cool that Saturday Night Live was being filmed not too far away. And I still don't know this fact. I've always wanted to look this up, and I feel so lazy for not doing so. Does Saturday Night Live come on three hours earlier on the West Coast? Mm, so does that mean it comes on at 8.30 at night? Can't. So we are, are we the only ones who actually watch Saturday Night Live? Live? <laughs> Ooh, I think we just mine, made another skit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mine is blown. The illusion of thinking that you're watching something live. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I really appreciate you coming to the lounge yeah. tonight. It's great Thanks podcast. for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, you can check out Kevin McCall's band this weekend at Bourbon and Branch. I'm going to throw up some websites down below. Be sure to check them out. My name's Bob, and this has been another episode of Bobcast.